When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Mr. Bunker's Conspiracy Time Podcast. As always, I'm your co-host, Arthur Stone, and with me as always is your co-host, Andy Hart. Hi, Art. <laughs> Hi, Andy. You don't look pleased to see me. <laughs> it's not you. It's it's the circumstances. It's the circumstances. I, look, this, okay, we vowed. We vowed. We made a pledge to ourselves to each other, mm-hmm. to anybody that's listening, to America, to this country <laughs> that we love so much <laughs> that we weren't going to be back here. That, yet, this, that this was not going to happen again. He fooled us once. Okay, whatever. It happens. Fooled us twice. Shame that's on us. That's on us. Egg on our faces. Mm-hmm. But now, Andy, we've got a whole friggin' omelet. Fool us three times. Okay, I'm starting to get a little peeved here. <laughs> Listeners, we are back in the bunker once again. Um, we got abducted again. <sighs> oh boy, Andy, it just never ends. Um, Art, I yeah, I feel like I have to ask the. Uh, well, we we haven't we haven't discussed it yet, but mm-hmm. I mean, for the benefit of of anybody, uh, what happened? Why are you back here? Well. You know, I think last time we were here last week, we said, okay, this time we're going to take photos. Right. And, you know, we shouldn't have discussed that on air. You know, we're, I mean, we really, like, we're dealing with a high-level conspiracy theorist here, and this guy knew that, and so he covered the whole thing in foliage before he let us out. Look, everybody, here's a good tip. Under-promise, over-deliver. Don't say everything you're going to do, but then do it anyway. (laughs) It's like if it's you know you don't ha- you don't have to make everything known. Yeah, we we I mean I have a feeling this whole place is kind of bugged because I was in the kitchen at the other day and you know I was just getting myself a glass of water and uh this little snake like camera thing uh came up out of the faucet and I thought that's weird. But you know yeah, the, he's listening to us. So he covered the whole thing in foliage. It looked like a big shambling mound. Yeah, well, yeah. We took a bunch of I mean, photos of it. It's like, it just looks like a big mound. A big mound. I mean, there's so many mounds on the earth. There's so... <laughs> how do you... I mean, I, yeah. It I'm not like a big hill. I'm not a cartographer. Yeah. I don't know carts or I'm not, maps. You know, uh, check the records. Is my name Rand McNally? <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, uh No. <laughs> so the thing looked like a giant mound. We got duped. You yeah. Know, we got bamboozled. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you. We got you. bean boozled in the he, worst way. We got bean boozled. 
He hit yeah. us right in the bean. Right in the beans. He flicked our beans. Yeah. <laughs> flicked us right in the bean. But so we left and we just thought, you know what? Whatever. He's not going to do it. A th- like first is the worst. Second is the best. Third is the one with the hairy chest. Which was always, you know, what did they use in your, when you were in elementary school? Did they use hairy chest, treasure chest, wedding dress? I don't, what you is. You don't know what I'm talking about? What is this a thing? Is this a thing? A saying? You didn't do that. That rhyme? some sort of game? Yeah, that rhyme scheme. No. Yeah. Whenever you're like lining up in first grade or kindergarten or, you know, you're playing a sport or whatever. First, you, the way you kind of, if you lost, the way you got back at people was sort of like, first is the worst, second is the best, and then you'd, you'd prank, you'd fucking dunk on the person in third. You'd either say they had a hairy chest, which to little kids is the grossest thing in the world, <laughs> even though now as an adult, it's a... Natural it, and beautiful thing. As a teenager, it's something you want. Yeah. And then... There's a small window. I yeah. mean, you know, obviously as an adult, there are points where a hairy chest is maybe a little distressing. Maybe a little. Like depending on the... Type of hair, oh, the yeah. amount, uh, the coarseness, yeah, the cleanliness of the uh, hair. Yeah. But as a kid, having a hairy chest, I mean, good night. Yeah, boy. But then you would also say third is the one with the wedding dress, and it's like oh, I don't want to get married. I'm a little kid. I can't get married. <laughs> so you dunk on them that way too, and wow. then but then you could also say treasure chest, which who knows what's inside there. <laughs> yeah, that. That seems like they're a pot of gold just waiting to be discovered. Kids are smart. Kids are. That was really a rhyme about finding the good inside yourself. You never heard that rhyme? I've never done that before. Jeez. Well, either way, um, we went off on a tangent there. But so anyway, I thought third time's third time's a charm, right? He's not going to get us. <laughs> third time's the treasure chest. So lo and behold, I'm going about my week and uh, I get a, you know, an email from, uh, you know, from some guy and, uh, you know, his name is, uh, Bimini Blick. And, uh, Hmm. and I think, you know, this is where, and he says he has a YouTube talk show. Oh. And so I, uh, I think, you know, that'd be kind of cool. Maybe I can go on there. I can tell the story of what's happening to us and I can get some information out there. Cause you know, I was procrastinating. I was like, ugh, I was texting you and I was like, we really should tell the police or some or the press or somebody right right how we keep some getting authority, abducted right. yeah but you were like we'll get we'll get to it <laughs> <clears throat> yeah and so i go on this guy's youtube talk show and uh he's this real like he's basically a copycat of of uh martin short's old character jiminy glick oh yeah and i should have seen that coming because bimini blick yeah i get it bunker is really a on the nose kind of guy he's not yeah, I mean, as good as being co- as good as he is at being covert, he really is not good at making up names. No, no, there's there's some subtlety lacking in his approach. And so, wouldn't you know it? Uh, it was just him in a big fat suit. And he was like, "Hi, welcome to the show." And he just scooped me up in a big old burlap sack. Wow! Yeah, you've tried to just- feed me a donut so I couldn't scream, which is an old Jiminy Glick bit. Yeah, I got glicked. You got glicked, man. I got glicked hard. You got, he glicked your bean. He glicked my bean. <laughs> you got bean boozled and glicked. And he was oh, rude to wow. me. He was, he was roasting me a little bit too. Wait, so he kept the shtick up? Oh, he kept the shtick up while I was in the sack being, I'm assuming transported to the bunker. Cause you know, he, you know, he keeps us blindfolded and such. So we don't know mm-hmm. 
you'd think we'd figure it out, right. but oh yeah, no, he was roasting me. Wow, calling me a big fucking loser and <laughs> told me yeah. I've never accomplished anything and how I'm an idiot who keeps getting kidnapped. And I couldn't argue with that one. I don't know. There's uh, yeah, those are a lot of truth. Those are pretty scathing. I mean, he's digging deep at the heart, heart of art. Yeah. Wow. So, Andy, what brought about you this week? Well, uh, as you know, I'm a lunch eater, and <laughs> I'm familiar with the concept of lunch. Uh, one thing that I like to uh, eat is rotisserie chicken. And so when I'm on my break uh, and I'm going looking for some lunch, mm-hmm. uh, and there's a man dressed as a rotisserie chicken handing out flyers for a new rotisserie oh, chicken place. He wasn't in the rotisserie. He was dressed as a rotisserie yeah, chicken. Yeah, I just said uh, this is a rotisserie chicken. Okay. And- well, yeah, I mean, this was a good coupon who doesn't like a cheap lunch. Um, so I go to the rotisserie chicken place. Um, I should have guessed it was a closet inside of a larger building. <laughs> I didn't think about it, but of course the door locked behind me instantly. As soon as it shuts, it's locked. Yeah. And then bunker came later. He, he, uh, he, yeah. Yeah. I mean, blindfold. Oh, the bag. The bag. He got the bag. The but the bag. Yeah, a plastic bag. He's trying to choke you out. Yeah, low low oxygen. It's it was a shopping bag. Jeez, it had it was one of those smiley face that doesn't said, he Thank know you. that those are being phased out? Yeah, they're practically I, illegal. Yeah, I mean, he should be careful. They're almost as bad as straws. Yeah, if uh, <laughs> if the repeated kidnappings don't get him, the plastic bags. Oh, will. Yeah. So then, yeah, here I was. I still have yet to have any rotisserie chicken. I know. The food down here is not the best. There's a lot of spam, a lot of Twinkies. Yeah, a lot of this stuff that doesn't expire. You know, I can't complain. I mean, he he lets... I could complain. Okay. I mean, he lets us eat. (laughs) I mean, I suppose that's... Yeah. I mean, I don't have any, like, Stockholm Syndrome going on, but I'm just saying, like, as far as, like, people to get abducted by, he lets us podcast. Yeah, So we can at least talk. I mean, he does... Uh, he does like need to feed us though, because yeah. we're doing a mental task for him. Yeah, you know, I think eventually he'll warm up to us, and maybe he'll actually come visit us while we do this. Because right now he just talks to us over a an intercom. Yeah, and uh, you know, I that we'll see. I mean, the human touch is nice. <laughs> we can touch each other. Yeah, <laughs> but like from him. <laughs> Well, speaking of the human I've touched touch, you before. What? I've touched you before. Who, what? I get it. I, I, we've had. Oh, yeah. We've had. Yeah. Human interactions. We've hugged. Sure. And we've kissed. Sh- shook hands. Kissed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're we've human. done it all. We're human beings. <laughs> we've done it all. Speaking of human beings, Andy. Wow. Great transition. I can't wait to hear where this segue is going. This week's episode, Andy, uh, is all about human beings. That's true. Not about human evolution, not about human hybrids, but what happens to humans when they get left on an island all alone? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, With only themselves. We're talking about the mystery of Roanoke Island, Andy. The the Roanoke, uh, famed Roanoke colony. This is a pretty, I think, well-known conspiracy theory, right? Would you say? Yeah, it's. I think this is a, a pretty, a pretty well-known one. Obviously, uh, 
the titular bunker would like us to dig a little deeper. Sure. Because and we he's, we always pride ourselves on giving the audience the whole enchilada. That's our goal is to get the whole enchilada out. Right. And he thinks that buried inside that enchilada is maybe a tortilla covering up something a little bit unusual. Mm. Yeah, it's a pretty interesting one. Um, the gist of it, as we'll get into in our scripted portion, is, uh, you know, a bunch of bunch of colonists came from England. They tried to establish a the first English colony in the Americas, but uh, they went missing. Fate had other ideas. There's a lot of foul play. And much like how nobody went looking for them, <laughs> nobody came, ever at, comes looking for us. We're on our own Roanoke here <laughs> in this bunker. We could be on Roanoke Island. I mean, who hmm. knows? Who knows? Maybe we are. Maybe we are, Andy. Well, listeners, hmm. um, thank you for joining us on this adventure. And here's our presentation of Roanoke Island. England's first attempt to establish a permanent colony in the Americas was in 1585 on Roanoke Island. 118 colonists eventually moved to Roanoke, but the colonial governor left for England to obtain supplies and, when he came back, found the colony deserted with nary a trace. Since then, clues have been discovered and hypotheses formed, but no definitive answers exist. The search for the lost colony of Roanoke continues today. The Roanoke story begins with Sir Humphrey Gilbert. See, Gilbert was a soldier, a member of parliament, and an explorer. Interesting note, uh, one of Gilbert's Latin mottos was quid non, meaning why not? Gilbert had a thing for the Americas. He argued for finding a Northwest Passage, that is, a route through the Northern American Arctic waters to China. Gilbert didn't personally go looking, but based on his arguments, a ship was sent to explore. The whole thing basically sucked ass. The Northwest Passage was not discovered, and the crew came back with a load of worthless black stone. But they did bring back a native Inuit, so it wasn't all bad. Despite that failure, Gilbert still advocated for an increased English presence in the Americas. Quid non. He secured a six-year exploration license from the Crown in 1578. After nearly letting his license expire, Gilbert finally obtained funding for a 1583 North American expedition. He sailed to St. John's, Newfoundland, and on August 5th, 1583, he formally took possession of Newfoundland for the crown. He didn't have enough supplies to establish a permanent settlement, though, so he and his crews left several weeks later. On the return voyage to England, Gilbert's ship, the HMS Squirrel, went down with all hands, including Gilbert. After Gilbert's death, his half-brother and famed tobacco enthusiast, Sir Walter Raleigh, earned an exploration and colonization charter from the Queen based in part on Gilbert's earlier mandate, since that went so well. The charter specified that Raleigh had seven years to establish a permanent settlement or get the fuck out of the Americas. Raleigh never set foot in North America, but he did make two separate trips to South America to look for the fabled city of gold, El Dorado. During a 1617 voyage to Venezuela, a group of Raleigh's men attacked a Spanish outpost in violation of peace treaties between England and Spain, and... Let me tell you, it turned out terrific. 
During the attack, Raleigh's middle son Walter was fatally wounded, and Raleigh had previously been convicted of treason for allegedly plotting against King James, but King James decided not to have him executed and even pardoned Raleigh so that he could travel to Venezuela. But after the attack on the Spanish, the king decided to reinstate Raleigh's death sentence, and on October 29, 1618, Raleigh died from complications of an executioner chopping his head off with an axe. In 1584, well before his ignominious end, Raleigh sent an expedition to explore the North American eastern coast. They landed on Roanoke Island in modern-day North Carolina on July 4, 1584. Contact was made with local native peoples, the Croatans and the Secatons, and the group returned to England with two Croatans who gave Raleigh a full report of the area. With local knowledge available, Raleigh sent a second fleet to Roanoke, led by Sir Richard Grenville. Once Grenville's fleet finally arrived at Roanoke, the crews began to explore the surrounding area. The people of a native village were accused of stealing a silver cup, so the English settlers, in a completely level-headed and humane move, burned their village and burned the chief alive. Grenville went back to England in August 1585 to get more supplies. He left behind 107 colonists to mine the settlement. Grenville was supposed to be back in April 1586. When Grenville finally arrived, later in 1586, he found that Sir Francis Drake had stopped by and returned to England with the pissed-off settlers, who, in addition to being attacked by natives, rightfully so, were also short on food. Grenville went back to England with most of his outfit, leaving behind a whopping 15 men to protect the settlement. Back in England, Raleigh asked a fellow by the name of John White, an artist who accompanied the Grenville expedition, to round up some new settlers. During the Grenville trip, White created a number of detailed watercolors depicting the local geography and people. Raleigh asked White to establish a colony on the Chesapeake Bay, not Roanoke, and even made White the governor of the colony. White and 117 settlers set sail and arrived back on Roanoke, not the Chesapeake Bay, in July 22nd of 1587. Their objective was to pick up the 15 settlers left by Grenville and transport them to the new colony. When they got there, though, they found no colonists, only bones. The Portuguese navigator hired for the voyage would not allow the settlers to reboard their ship, so they decided to stay on Roanoke. The colonists reestablished relations with the local native peoples, who, frankly, were still a little peeved about the whole Grenville expedition and the whole torching a village thing, not to mention that White led an attack on a supposedly hostile native village, which turned out to be populated by friendly locals. Sad trombone noise. Things were going great. Owing to the hostile relations with the local Algonquian tribes and, of course, lack of supplies, the settlers convinced John White to sail back to England to request help. White departed for England in late 1587, leaving behind 115 colonists, including Virginia Dare, White's granddaughter and the first English child born in North America. White came back to England at the outbreak of the Anglo-Spanish War. Seaworthy vessels were not allowed to leave English shores and instead had to participate in the war effort. In the spring of 1588, White found two ships which were unfit for military service, that is, barely seaworthy, and set sail for Roanoke. The captains of the ships attempted to capture Spanish vessels on the way, but were unsuccessful in that they ended up captured and had all their cargo taken. With no supplies to deliver, the ships returned to England. White could not secure passage back to Roanoke for another three years and finally arrived back at the colony on August 18, 1590. 
Virginia Dare's third birthday. Grandpa John celebrated Virginia's birthday by searching for her because she and all the other settlers disappeared. Smith found the Roanoke settlement completely abandoned, with no sign of any of the colonists. White found two clues, the word Croatone carved into a fence post and the letters C-R-O carved into a tree. Before he left for England, White had told the colonists to carve a Maltese cross in a tree if they left under duress. Seeing no cross, he assumed the settlers peacefully moved to nearby Croatone Island, which is now called Hatteras Island. White tried to make it over there and look for his family and all the other settlers, but then there was a big storm coming, so they just left for England the next day. Twelve years later, in 1602, Raleigh decided he should maybe look into whatever happened to all those people on Roanoke. He sent some guys out to find out what happened, but because they still had to turn a profit, they stopped on the way to look for plants that could make some money in England. Once they gathered up all the sassafras they could stuff in their ships, the weather got so bad they went back to England without ever going to Roanoke. By the time they got back, Raleigh was in prison for treason, if you remember, which basically eliminated even the incredibly light interest in locating the missing colonists. After the founding of Jamestown, the first permanent English settlement in the Americas, that is, the first settlement where all the settlers did not disappear, Chief Powhatan, chief of the Powhatan tribe, told John Smith, yes, John Smith of Pocahontas fame, Pocahontas, by the way, was Chief Powhatan's daughter, that he was responsible for the murder of the colonists at Roanoke because they were living with another tribe that refused to join the Powhatans. Chief Powhatan also revealed more information to the secretary of the Jamestown colony, saying that the Roanoke settlers were living with the tribe peacefully for more than 20 years before he murdered them, and he apparently gave the secretary some English-made iron tools as proof. This story became popular legend, but there's not really any evidence to support it other than Chief Powhatan's story. More recent research suggests that Chief Powhatan might be telling the truth, but he only murdered the 15 colonists left behind by Grenville, not the 115 left behind by White. From here, ideas about what happened to the colonists become much more speculative. Did the settlers just integrate with local tribes? There are stories about English captives living with native tribes in the years following the disappearance at Roanoke. An account from the 18th century says that the Croatan people, living on Hatteras Island, who either previously lived on Roanoke or frequently visited, claimed to have white ancestors. One hypothesis is that the settlers integrated with the Croatan people, and the Croatans and the settlers moved further inward. Some coffins with Christian markings have been found, but most evidence is anecdotal. Is it possible the descendants of Roanoke are among us still today? In Robeson County, North Carolina, some residents descended from native peoples claimed the Roanoke colonists as ancestors. A state legislator investigating the claim found that some words in the native language were similar to English words, and that family names were the same as some settlers at Roanoke. Of course, there are also similar stories for other tribes in other locations. The chief of the Roanoke Hatteras tribe claims her ancestors are, in part, the Roanoke settlers. She claims that the native people killed all the male settlers and captured the women and children, who then became integrated into the tribe. In 1937, a rock was discovered that had an inscription on it that was supposedly written by Eleanor White Dare, John White's daughter and the mother of Virginia Dare. The stone says that Virginia Dare died in 1591 and that over half the other settlers died from misery and war. The rest were mostly killed by natives with the exception of seven colonists who were taken captive. 
The stone was found about 50 miles inland from Roanoke Island, which actually aligns with John White's story that the colonists planned to move 50 miles inland from Roanoke Island. Since the discovery of the so-called Dare Stone, other, quote, Dare Stones, unquote, have been discovered, but most are forgeries. Are the colonists still out there? Maybe in outer space? Some have also speculated that the colonists could have been abducted by aliens. Though Croatone was carved in a tree, there's not really evidence of Roanoke settlers living on Croatone Island. There are English artifacts, but none found with other things from the right dates to be the Roanoke colonists. Maybe the settlers went to be on Croatone Island beyond the stars. Are there even more clues to uncover in this mystery? Is it possible that something more sinister will be discovered? There is speculation that the colonists could have been the victims of a zombie outbreak. Some evidence suggests that the colonists resorted to cannibalism. Local native stories suggest that the colonists wiped themselves out during a war within their ranks. Given the relatively remote positioning and isolation of Roanoke Island, a zombie outbreak could have run through the settlers easily. Without other human flesh to enjoy, the zombies would have just rotted away. Since it took John White so dang long to come back, this all could have happened and he would have been none the wiser. It's also possible that the colonists were all possessed by a demonic spirit that caused them to perish. The local Croatan tribe believed in a malevolent serpent spirit who was the root of all evil and who could attach itself to humans and cause them to become like a snake. Speculation is that the serpent spirit infected the colonists and caused them to turn on one another and wipe out the entire colony. The story goes that none other than Virginia Dare was possessed by the serpent spirit and caused the downfall of the rest of the settlement. The colonists may have disappeared, but they left behind the preeminent mystery of American colonization. Will we ever know what happened on Roanoke Island? Mr. Bunker's Conspiracy Time podcast will be back after this brief message. Hey, everybody. Art here. Um, Just wanted to let you know that we want to hear from you. So if you have a question, comment, or conspiracy theory you'd like to see discussed on the show, shoot us an email at mrbunkerpod at gmail.com, and um, we'd love to read it on air. Or you can tweet us at Mr. Bunker Pod. All right. Well, back to the show. And we're back. That was our presentation of Roanoke Island, the mystery of Roanoke Island. Um, the lost colony, as they the call it. The lost Art. colony of Roanoke Island. You're right, Andy. And boy, <laughs> did they really get the short end of the stick on this one? <laughs> boy. Can we just start? Let's just start before we get into any general discussion of the conspiracy theory. 
let's just jump right into it. Like, these were the laziest motherfuckers. Like, you could not have had <laughs> a lazier search party. But, I mean, I'll be honest. Like, it's interesting to me because it's, you know, the story of the lost colony <laughs> is about the 115 that disappeared. But like 15 other people also went missing before that. Right. But nobody's like, that's not a mystery. <laughs> like, ah, this 15, nobody cares. It's weird, um, too, that every like attempt to go look for the people that are missing is like so like the story of English colonization in the Americas is like hasty and shoddy. Like yeah. it's hard to believe it's that. No wonder we fucking own them in the revolution. <laughs> fucking baby. took them down. <laughs> they, they're just like, oh, the weather's bad. I don't know. Uh, let's go back. Mm, six years later. <laughs> hey, wait, whatever happened <laughs> to me? It's like, it's like they're all sitting around like like Walter Raleigh's in England and he's like smoking a cigarette <laughs> on his pipe stuffed with tobacco and he's like, whatever happened to those Roanoke colonists? Is that still a thing? <laughs> and there's some, and like John White's like, no, my like family disappeared and I went there for a day and didn't find him. <laughs> oh, bloody hell, I don't know what happened to him. I, oh, jeez, he's gone. They're gone. They're gone forever, probably. I. <laughs> I can't find him. I don't know. I think we should go look for him. <laughs> uh, fun fact here. Uh, there's a Sir Walter Raleigh reference in uh, a Beatles song. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Uh, there's this uh, lyric. John Lennon says he he's, has another cigarette. I'll, I curse Sir Walter Raleigh. He's such a stupid get. It's because Raleigh's it's like accurate. gets. Well, see, here's another thing with this whole thing. Like Raleigh gets a lot of credit, I think, for like introducing tobacco. In England, because technically these expeditions are what brought tobacco to England. From what were they smoking before that? I mean, I guess a little bit of that opium. <laughs> opium? I don't know. Uh, just grass, <laughs> weeds. Why don't you know about English agriculture? I don't. Andy? I don't know about English smoking habits. All right, <laughs> but they, um, you know, when when they came back, when Francis Drake stops by and picks up all the colonists that Grenville left. The the first time he brings back those colonists bring back uh, potatoes and corn and tobacco to England and sassafras and sassafras baby got to make that root beer ooh everybody loves that sassafras box has bite <laughs> um, I, I'm just like it's insane I just I love the like uh, I don't know there's a storm coming whatever like there's no remorse it's so like. I guess, you know, it, it was a long time ago and, and it was a very barbaric time, right? Like, like, he's, like even it's by, a hard time to live. You didn't live long. This, I mean, like, this by is our, like Victorian, right? No, before, this is before Victorian England. This is oh, Elizabethan England. Elizabethan England, right. This is the reign of the Tudors and the Stuarts. It's just like, they're just, I could see them just being, well, it's only like a hundred people. It's not a big fucking deal. Yeah, like it's- Whatever. And, you know, it's like- hundred people in 1580, whatever, like in all grouped together is not like an insignificant um, number of people. Like, honestly. Yeah. Like it's a lot of people for the like local, like, you know, ecosystem to absorb, but it's just like, nobody's like, nobody seemed that like overly concerned. Like John White seems to have had like concern for his family <laughs> till the end of his life. But but he's not going to... He's like, he's not... He wasn't ever able to, like... He couldn't afford to, like, go on his own. <laughs> it's such a curb... It's such, like, a curb your, 
curved yeah. finger enthusiasm moment. Like, she's like, well, aren't you going to go look for him? He's like, eh. I mean, uh, uh. <laughs> it's like he made it all the way over there. He went to look for them. And then it's like, well, maybe they went to, maybe they went to Hatteras Island. Maybe they went to Croton Island. I mean, it's like, mm, this weather looks pretty freaking bad though. Let's, let's go back on a personal note. Let's I go back almost, to England. I like, I have to commend their laziness because this is like the level of laziness that I employ in my day to day life. <laughs> Where you undertake something really significant. Yeah. But then at the very end you give up. <laughs> like I'm just trying to make all the shortcuts. Like they're just like, well, I don't know. Like maybe they went to this Island. That's just like right over here. That's really easy to go look at. I don't know. And they're like, John, like, it's your daughter. Don't you want to go look for her? He's like, well, she might be over there. Like, right over there. Like, you know, like a couple feet away. And then, like, John's, like, looking up. He's like, oh, is that rain? And they're like, this is going to get nasty <laughs> if we try to sail. Just, oh, jeez. It's so shocking. But, and I love, uh, I also love uh, Chief Powhatan. <laughs> kind of like, it's like, Oh, you guys, those settlers? Oh, yeah, I murdered those settlers. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I killed those settlers big time. Big time. That's, you want to see the tools I used? Because I got them right there. You want to see? I got this stuff off those settlers. I killed them for sure. But the thing I, I about, killed them. I killed them good. Yeah, the thing that's funny, though, is that he might have, but it just Probably. wasn't the same. It wasn't the right group that they were looking for. Yeah. Like, you know, John Smith and the, the Jamestown secretary, they're, like, thinking about, like the the John White Roanoke settlers, right. but really Chief Powhatan probably killed all of the 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 enormous sum of fifteen people, you know that that Grenville left behind. How? I mean, before we jump into like all the conspiracy business stuff, how fucking insane do you have to be to transport yourself across the sea in fifteen in sixteen hundred, whatever the fuck, you know? Yeah. How how insane do you have to be to do that? Like you really have to have some fucking balls. I mean, it's kind of it's kind of incredible that uh that John White did this. I mean, he brought his whole his own family. Right. Like his daughter. You have to really believe in it. Like you and and the thing is like you're not going to it's not like today like if uh, let's say like you wanted to move to Hong Kong. Right. You could do that like legally. I can do it. Like you could do it. Like there's no, I can do it. Right. Like, I mean, you can do it. Yeah. If you wanted to move to Japan. Yeah. Like that's, that's a long way away. That's across. Right. A but huge, there's modern amenities almost everywhere in any you, plus like the, the legal structure and right. everything. Like you don't have to like stake a claim and build a fort. And I mean, if you want to build a fort in your apartment in Tokyo, that's your prerogative. And I it will. And I'm going to build a pillow fort. It's, it's going to be great. Beautiful. And all my friends are going to join. But like the the thought that you go to this island where people already live, first of all, and you're just like going to, you're like, hey, we live, we live here now. Yeah. Hey, by also, by What's the neighbors? way, we're going to freaking attack you. Don't touch our cups. Or don't touch, steal our cups. We'll burn you to the ground. Listen, Andy, you know me better than anyone. I don't like when people touch my stuff. <laughs> right. Yeah. So. You sympathize with the English yeah, here. Get behind a little village burning. Yeah. You know, don't touch my stuff. Uh, <laughs> but it's, there's, there's this level of audacity oh. to, to, to doing it and like complete disregard for like sanity. <laughs> well, it's so bizarre. I've lived in the same place pretty, pretty much my whole life. Now, 
listeners don't know this, but I know this. Um, you uprooted your life and you moved. I mean, even just a few states away, it's still like, it's still a difficult thing. It's not like, yes, you have all the modern amenities, but you don't have your family system and your structure and all that. And you're in yeah. a new place. You were from a small town uh, and you moved to a major metropolitan, one of the largest cities in America. Yeah. So that's a huge difference. It's a lot of changes and it takes adjusting. But admittedly, again, I I came and found an apartment before I moved. Right. I had a job before I moved. Like, right. like there's all these there's all these plugins that I can do. Like I'm I'm plug and play. Like I plug and play move. You're plug like, and chug. Like plug and chug. Like this this Roanoke settlement That's business. That's us, baby. Plug and chug. <laughs> That's what they call us. Hey, what's up? We're plug and chug. Plug and chug in the m- 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 morning. Wow, wow, wow. Plug and ch- 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 chug. Time for another news flush. <laughs> <laughs> That's us, baby. That's it. We're a morning radio show now. This Roanoke business, though, uh, much different than than that. Like, You're right. I mean, it's there's a lot of those same pressures, but like... right. There's a lot of additional stuff it's, heaped on it. It's amplified immensely because even a common cold would just kill you. Uh, here's an interesting thing to this point, though. Um, Humphrey Gilbert, yeah, uh, when he was originally like looking for backers for his initial expedition into North America, he gathered up all this funding from uh, like a Catholic group because Catholics. Mm, were persecuted eager to leave anglican england and they didn't want to go throughout the rest of europe because of you know persecution from other in other protestant areas and so because of the political climate and everything they were pretty eager to move to the united states to find some place to come for the catholics so you know i don't know for sure the makeup of 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 john white's uh expedition who these people were but you know there's probably some people who were eager to like start a new life like the way some people move to alaska today it's like you get away you know and you move to alaska right like this is like this was their alaska right like homer simpson did right um (laughs) in the famous hit film the simpsons movie (laughs) i guess you're right i guess when you think about it that way you don't realize the um it is stupid to liken it to modern day, and I am dumb. I'm glad that you recognize what a friggin' idiot you are. Um, Humphrey Gilbert loved the motto, quid non, why not, shared by one of my favorite singers, Hilary Duff. Why not take a crazy chance? Why not do a crazy dance? You could lose a moment. You might lose a lot, so why not? That's Humphrey Gilbert 2AT. There's the real conspiracy theory. Is Hilary Duff the descendant of Virginia Dare? Let's find out right now. <laughs> oh wait, we don't have that. We don't have that research ready. Oh, uh, my bad. I'm sorry. That's that's on a further episode for, maybe. for another episode. Andy, what do we think happened to these crazy colonists? You know these wacky colonists, these Catholics. You know, uh, you know. There's a lot of there's obviously there's a lot of like like speculation. Sure. Um, you know, there's there's speculation on a religious aspect that you know. Uh, Eleanor White Dare birthed this like antichrist 
in Virginia Dare who wiped out all the colonists. That's cool. That's that's kind of the 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 vein of this whole like serpent god thing is that Eleanor White Dare gave birth to Virginia Dare who was like born already like uh cuz she was the first person born in America and it was like I don't know what the I don't know were, the, they were bad to the native peoples. It could be that could be the like source so they of were, it. like cursed. I don't know for sure the like source of it but the the Croa the Croatan people were largely pretty um, friendly with yeah. the English settlers. It seems like it. Uh, there was this uh, Croatan um, chief named uh, Manteo who made like a couple of journeys to England hmm. to like treat with the people in England, and he was sort of a sensation in the Queen's court, hmm. and he had. He was kind of accused of being like a traitor by other native people. Oh. Because of his like friendly relationship with English settlers. So, you know, the fact that those are the people that that kind of said this, I don't know if it would be because they think that the English were bad so much as maybe it's because they felt like that whole expedition was cursed. Oh, in right. A way. Yeah. Like, I don't know what, I don't was know the it timeline. Cursed? Like, it seemed like everything was kind of going fine. They just fucking left them there. And and the problem is like. <laughs> they didn't bring enough supplies. There's there's some scientific <laughs> evidence now that suggests that when they established the Roanoke colony, they were in like the worst, like in the period that they established the colony was like in this three year stretch of the, of like a, the worst drought in the area in 800 years. Jesus. So it was, it, it may have been bad timing, like just scientifically, because the one thing that's really common with all these expeditions is that they never have enough supplies. <laughs> like they always, that's yeah, Jamestown always sound worked out fine. Yeah. Like, I don't know what happened at Jamestown, but like specifically all this Roanoke stuff, even Gilbert's trip to Newfoundland, like they couldn't make a colony there. They didn't have enough supplies. Like, like financing these things, it was expensive to do it and not everyone could afford it. The and, Spanish were doing it just fine. Uh, yeah, the Spanish did great. They had lots of gold, but the English committed a, a lot of war crimes. Oh, baby, did they ever <laughs> <coughs> genocide anyone? Um, no, thanks. I'm full. Yeah. And uh, yeah, the, I mean, it's like, so they may have just had like legitimately bad luck and no real opportunity to ever make it work just from a, from a, ecological perspective it just seems like you know the english were at war with spain right yeah at the time and so obviously there's just no money and then you got like these annoying dudes who are like mm, but america america and they're like we're trying to fight the spanish like leave me alone and they're like whatever here have some money and it just seems like it's all just way it's like very hastily done yeah the whole operation yeah john john white kind of gets a raw deal in a sense because he does go back to like get more supplies. That's his goal. And he tries to make it back on time. And it's, it's sort of crazy to think that like you could go back to do something and then you get delayed for three years, <laughs> but it's like literally they weren't letting ships leave. So oh he had to God. wait until he could find like a ship that was allowed to leave English shores and go back to the colony. It's so insane. It's so like, it's just unfathomable. Like, imagining that like it's just like well i left my whole family over there well too bad shouldn't have done that dummy yeah 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 that's why you don't go sailing across the ocean so stupid you know i mean this this bad luck this may have been part of the whole 
this may have been how they get to this uh, serpent um, possession thing. The serpent, uh, the evil serpent spirit possessed them. Yeah. But I mean, that's a fun idea. But like the evidence of the stone and the evidence of what they carved into the fence posts. Yeah. Kind of almost makes this a a closed case, right? I, well, that's the thing I that's mean, interesting because you would say from what's from what was carved in the fence post that they probably went to Croton Island. They went to Hatteras Island. Uh, the the archaeological evidence there is a little bit problematic in that the English artifacts that they find that would be from about the time period of the Roanoke settlers are found intermingled with things that are from like two or three generations later. Mm. So, you know, there's some, there's some speculation that, Oh, these were considered very valuable. You know, these were heirlooms then because these people didn't have like a free flow of goods coming from England. Still, they were cut off from that supply line. So these were like precious things. So they didn't get, you know, left behind in a sense, they were like considered treasured items, but you know, that's not, that's not been proven. That's but just we've already established that the Croton people were very friendly and it just, it seems like they just joined their tribe. Yeah. And they moved inwards and, and did nobody go to check inward? Well, uh, there are, so like French Huguenots when they started, uh, great name. Yeah. Yeah. The Huguenots, everyone. Great Scott. Great man. to say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My favorite Scott yeah. man. So good. Love that trombone player. Um, <laughs> The Huguenots, they were like settling along the Tar River in North Carolina. So this is like further, further inland from where Roanoke Island would have been. And there's this uh, Tuscaroras like native that they see supposedly who has blonde hair and blue eyes. Like, and there are some of these reports, like we mentioned that like of native people with gray eyes, you know, there are some with blue eyes. So there's a lot of speculation that this what happened at Roanoke was like the original American melting pot. Right. Because, uh, I also read that when Francis Drake was going like pillaging, mm-hmm. uh, Spanish like locales through the, uh, or Spanish like footholds in the Caribbean before he came to Roanoke, mm-hmm. he was along the way, like freeing bunches of slaves. And so he brought these African slaves then to Roanoke with him. Oh. And set them free, maybe, on Roanoke. Maybe that's I don't know if that's for sure or not, but oh. uh, like that's interesting because then there's this like confluence of you know the native Native American tribes, right? These uh, freed African slaves, mm-hmm. plus these English settlers, and they're all sort of like intermingled together. So like the the ha- the Roanoke Hatteras chief who's who claims to have the ancestry that's Roanoke settlers right like that's that's kind of her story like genetically possibly is that it's it's like Africanized or African slaves and not Africanized but African slaves um, like Native American people and uh, these English settlers that got left behind on Roanoke I mean that all kind of checks out with me I just feel like there's just when I found out about the evidence of them writing CRO or Croton, it's just like, well, yeah, they just got, yeah, they fucking picked up and left. Like, why the, you know, how long until you stop waiting? Yeah, right. Yeah, you can't you wait forever. Sit there and wait for them to come back. It's just like, well, just join these friendly natives. They're chill. 
Well, and one thing too is that they they might have all split up. So, you know, that seems insane to me. Why would they do that? So we're saying like, where did the 115 go? It's possible that some of them went to Croatone Island. Some of them went further inland. Uh, It's possible that some of them were very emo dying from misery. Right. Yeah. Come on. Well, yeah. I don't don't know if that's like, if that's like supposed to be like disease or whatever. Yeah. (laughs) Dying from misery. That's dashboard confessional in a nutshell. Yeah. Uh, but they've early cursive album, but they're finding some of this, um, there's some of this, um, like some artifacts that seem to indicate that, that they did move inland. Yeah. But you know, it's, it's, there's nothing real definitive yet, but I mean, certainly if there's, if it was an alien abduction. Okay. Okay. Like some of the artifacts that they find and things like that, you wouldn't expect to exist. Right. Because, there's this um there's this certain kind of like pottery that um they're finding that sort of became unpopular right after this period so there's this brief window where it makes sense in the in in the americas for this stuff to exist right and they find it like further inland so it seems reasonable that people left roanoke took that stuff with them and were like living further inland and if and if there was an alien abduction, that stuff probably wouldn't exist. Like zombie outbreak, like same thing with the zombies. If that, come on, I mean, the zombies know, would still live too. Zombies wouldn't rot away. Yeah, I don't know. The zombies would still live. I don't know a lot of the science behind zombies, but it seems like well, like what if they went digging? Like couldn't they dig up the the? Yeah, they'd find the bones. Yeah, and then it's, they you could the get bones. infected. They ate the bones. <laughs> Heard the bones. <laughs> Great KFC commercial. Great, yeah, this episode sponsored by KFC. <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, the thing that I I think that where the conspiracy is concerned for me, the thing is probably integration. Yes. Like either they, either they all died. I mean, it doesn't seem likely that they all got attacked and died because there's really no evidence of that. There's not, there's not signs. There were no signs of struggle at the, on Roanoke Island, they've never found any bodies with... If there was any kind of fighting whatsoever, there'd be like arrowheads, there'd be yeah. blood, there'd be like bones and shit. There'd Plenty be, of stuff. I don't know, whatever else they had back then. They have guns back then, right? Yeah, they probably did. Yeah. Rudimentary guns, right? Yeah, they. I mean, the English would have definitely had firearms. Flint, flintlock kind of pistols. Yeah, and there's some evidence too of like, um, like a shift in the diet of some of the local natives right after... Um, right after the Roanoke disappearance right? where their, their diet would have consisted mainly of like fish and crab and stuff that they could like catch yeah. along the shore to more things like birds and deer stuff that you shoot with a gun. You could hit with a gun. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, zombie outbreak, it's just like, there's just nothing to support it. Like there's yeah. no, there's just nothing there. I mean, I think the most convincing thing is probably the alien abduction because they just found nothing. It yeah. just all vanished. Yeah, honestly, I think alien abduction seems more plausible than a zombie outbreak in this case. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know, Andy. I, I just really don't find... I find this to be a real... I, I don't see what the big conspiracy is about, to be honest with you. I'm, I'm not saying I'm a little disappointed in this episode. Wow. I'm just saying the conspiracy in general that... When we give our ratings. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I think it's, I was I was 
the the first two he did highly plausible but this this one honestly score this one honestly more of a real mystery than uh something covered up in my opinion yeah but like even in real mysteries you kind of have an inkling like yeah. there's more evidence there's more clues there's more open-ended questions this is just like I don't know, it was a long time ago, no one gave a shit, and they left. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's like, we have the Dare Stone, which, you know, that's kind of, I guess that's kind of intriguing. That's an interesting piece of evidence. That, that, that Dare Stone is still being analyzed scientifically to really decipher if it's legitimate or not. But one thing about it is that the interior of the stone is like a lighter color. And so when you, like the way that it was written on was it was like scratched into the surface. And so like when you scratch into the surface of the stone, the marking when you initially do it is very bright white, like a big contrast. And this stone itself shows signs of aging, which according to scientists who know about these things, I don't know about these things that in the 1930s, when the stone was discovered, that would have been like pretty difficult to fake the aging on something like that because it's actually like scratched into the stone, but it looks aged. Like it's not bright white. It's dulled. It has shows signs of aging. What, what did they write on it? Well, it's the message. It's this message from, from Eleanor dare that basically says that Virginia dare died in whatever, 1591. And that half of the rest of the colonists died from misery and war. And, uh, the rest, uh, fought each other and or got attacked by uh native tribes and only seven were captured seven survived got captured and it's written in old english that probably would happen old english yeah 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 that's it that's how they sounded that's what they all sounded like oh it's me did you know michael kane it's me walter raleigh (laughs) the batman (laughs) the batman took them me, Michael Kine, and the Batman took the this. Roanoke Island. <laughs> he's getting like he's going all over the place. Yeah, this is this is a real melting pot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Michael Kane, the true melting pot. What an actor. Uh Andy, before we get to our um, To our ratings? To our ratings, I want to ask you something. Okay. We, we touched a little bit Wait about um moving to a new colony. How long do you think you'd survive? <laughs> If I, if I were one of the Roanoke colonists, yeah. Modern day though, let's let's assume in this alternate reality Ooh. that we're creating, this is you right now, you the you I'm looking at right now. Okay, you get put on a little ship. I don't know why the ship is little. Let's say it's a big ship, the HMS, um, <laughs> the, the HMS. Uh, oh my, it's a funny rabbit. Oh my, it's an English ship even. Oh yeah. Oh boy. And you get transported to a new colony, a new island. Okay. How long do you survive? So in this Given case, what you know, in, in, so in this, in this scenario, it's modern day, you just modern day me with the clothes on your back. You got nothing else. Nothing but the clothes on my back. Yeah. Oh, not very long at all. Really? I mean, three weeks tops, three weeks tops. Yeah. Really? There's a lot of, think about the, a lot of factors. Like, I know if I just have the clothes on my back, I mean, I don't have even like a fishing pole. No, I don't have like. You don't think you could make that? I the, could make it. Would it? The fucking hatchet kid survived. Well, that kid's more resilient than me. 
I guess he had a plane. He's young. <laughs> Plus, he had a hatchet. Yeah, I don't even have a hatchet. I don't know. I don't, maybe I should give you a tool. But I don't know. That's cheating. Take my favorite tool album with me. <laughs> you love weird time signatures. Oh, baby. <laughs> Do I ever. I. I don't know. I don't. Do you really think you wouldn't survive that fucking long? I mean, I guess you'd eat something weird. Okay, maybe I'll give myself a month. A month. Because you got to think like, how long can you go without eating anything? I think you could start a fire. I think I feel confident I could start a fire, and that's about as much as I can do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but if I start a fire, I can boil water. Yeah. Um, I guess it's true. I could eat vegetation. Yeah, but then you're gonna like Christopher McCandless yourself. You know him. You don't know him? Wait, what? what you know Christopher McCandless? What is this reference? Christopher McCandless. No. He's in the... Uh, Ethan Hawke. Isn't Ethan Hawke? Ethan Hawke played him in that movie. No, it wasn't Ethan Hawke. Shit. It was the other guy that looked like Ethan Hawke. Where the... The wild... Yeah, you, you know the movie. Huh? Hang on, I'm looking it up. Okay. This name's not not triggering any bells for me. The name of that stupid movie he was in. Uh, Into the Wild? Yeah, Into the Wild. Hang on, listeners. We're we're gonna figure out who played this movie. Who played in this movie? <laughs> Important research going on here in the bunker cave. Well, anyway, I'll figure out who played him, but he uh he he was like this kid who in the i think it was in the 90s early 90s he uh he like got struck by this sort of idea of like um uh what's that writer henry david thoreau and like walt whitman and those kind of guys and he like went off to go li- he like threw away he got like accepted to some good college and he he gave all of his money to charity and he ripped up his college acceptance letter and he didn't tell his family where he was going so he moved to Alaska to Emil just, Hirsch Emil Hirsch that's who it was it was Emil Hirsch um, and he, he went and moved to Alaska and he just lived in the wilderness by himself because he wanted to be one with nature he wanted to have these experiences like all these great writers and uh, he found out how fucking difficult it is to live in the wild <laughs> he got a fucking rude awakening dude yeah it's not easy and then he uh, he died. He ate a poisonous plant, and he died from like in the most one of the most horrendous ways. He just starved. He couldn't eat anything because the whatever the sickness he got from the plant just made him like yeah flush it all out. And he the saddest part is he died like five miles from a moose hunting lodge where he could have gone and been rescued. Wow! So he stayed there all winter. He lived in this like little bus and then he uh like he he did all these things like in the movie it shows him like hunting a moose and he killed a moose with a with like a 22 caliber rifle and he just see he had a gun yeah he had a gun but like he didn't preserve the meat so all the meat went bad and it just spoiled yeah and he just he fucking fucked up and he ate a bad plant he died yeah the end yeah He, he was doing all right but then he like didn't account for the fact that when the snow melted the river that he crossed to get to his little area was over flooded now because all the snow had melted. So he was stuck there. So he didn't account for that. Like he brought food with him, I think, 
yeah. to like help him survive. But I think that's what would happen to me. Yeah. I'd just eat a plant. Yeah. Yeah. I think. But I, think I could build sure. a fire. <laughs> yeah. Don't you think? Yeah. I could, I could maybe start a fire for sure. In the friction. Yeah. You could build one. Yeah. You could start a fire. But I mean, you get fire, you get a lot of things. You well, get I a mean, weapon, you get fire. Uh, you got to assume that there's material to start a fire on the island. Well, there's, if it's like Roanoke, there's trees and shit, right? Yeah. Yeah. You start a fire. Yes. Yeah. Now, is this dry kindling? In this scenario, are there people already living on the island? No. Oh, so it's uninhabited. Well, so, there might be native tribes inland. Oh, well, see, you're by yourself. You might just get, uh, one of the Roanoke settlers was off, uh, hunting crabs and in the uh, Albemarle Sound, and he got picked off by the natives. So that probably would happen to me. Do you think you'd get picked off? Yeah, because I'm. I would. You're pretty talkative, though. You got that politician charisma. I think you'd be able to work your you way think, in. You think I could like integrate? You'd be like, whoa, hey. whoa, guys, oh, take it easy. <laughs> yeah, but if they didn't understand me, like, I think you'd. I think you'd. You'd find a way in. Uh, what's that, um, you know, the, the place where there's these remote areas now are like, like few and far between on our earth these days. What are you talking about? Do you remember, you just uh, go to Montana. Do you remember recently though, there was that missionary that got killed. That guy who was trying to like convert those people that live off the, the coast of India and that island, Maybe. those island, that island group. There's, there's like, there's still native tribes like down in the Amazon. Yeah. They try and visit all the time and they're like, we don't want to talk to you. Well, people are like, well, we're going to keep bothering you. It's really restricted now because uh, these people are so susceptible to like our diseases. Oh yeah. Cause I mean, just like it was with American colonization, like these are people who've never been exposed to the, like to the germs that infect us daily that we don't even notice. It's a good point. It would be, it would be very like tenuous to have people go visit them. So maybe that would be a good out is that if I went when I was sick, I would make all the you know people sick. Mm-hmm. And then maybe I would be, maybe that would get me a position of like respect because I would get better. That's right. You don't have any survival skills. I mean. Did you do Boy Scouts? I was a Weeblo Scout. Nice. Um, I know how to solder a pipe. <laughs> well, that's that, not helpful that's no that's not helpful it's the only thing I learned from Boy Scouts I did it for like one week I learned how to solder a pipe and then I never went back I mean I said I got everything I need to know baby <laughs> it's like I mean it's like you kind of have the survival skills of like just stay put and someone will come and find you this is not a mall that's yeah you're not lost <laughs> at the mall Andy yeah which you're not Kevin <laughs> McAllister being stuck home alone you're in the wilderness you gotta right. go forage yeah but you like, have all the knowledge that you have right now. You don't think you could? I, I mean, not for a long time, no. Because, yeah. like you said, if I I don't have enough, I don't have enough knowledge of horticulture to like, is what I'm eating like nutritious? Is it like poisonous? I don't know. You would have no idea how to cook food. You would just be eating raw food, probably. <laughs> I know how to. Well, cook. you'd have a fire. I know how to cook food. But like, what are you going to capture? You're not going to capture an animal. Oh man, what if? I mean, you could capture some though, right? I don't know if I could. Like, I think fishing would be hard for me because, like, I'm not going to f- be able to figure out how to use, like, a spear. I'm not going to be able to, like, harpoon fish. Um, But I'm thinking about other stuff. You could sharpen a stick. What about, like, clams? Like, mollusks? Oh, man. 
the you bounty heaven. The you mean hog heaven? You should, crabs, you should do this. Lobsters. <laughs> like there are some things that would probably get in reach that you could like ca- capture easily. Yeah. Well, not easily, but you could do it. You can do it. You're right. But then again, like who knows? Maybe I would get something that's like actually poisonous. Well, like a puffer fish? Yeah. Yeah. Those are native, right? <laughs> yeah. Roanoke Island. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> they definitely are. Yeah. I mean, without a tool, I'm fucked. You give me a hatchet, though. Here's something to think about. Now I'm in business. Uh, here's, a, here's a consideration I want you to make too, Art. Okay. If you're on a place like Roanoke Island, what do you do during hurricane season? Lift weights. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just squat away the hurricane. <laughs> There's Art in the eye of the storm. Oh, you'd be <clears throat> so fucked. I didn't even think about hurricanes. Yeah. Hurricanes fuck us up now. Yeah. And we're like, we're a mate. We're awesome. Modern homes. We, we build houses like fucking nobody's business. Modern, now. Ho- modern homes are like not always well suited to like the sustained wind force of a hurricane. Your little, you know, lean to is just going to get obliterated. So even if you had a lot of like supplies inside of it, like it's all gone. Waterlogged. I didn't even think about that. Like you'd almost have to live underground. Minecraft style. But think about that. Think how hard tunneling would be. Because you're digging by hand. You know, I watch, I don't know, I'm pretty sure you don't watch these guys, but I watch, there's this very popular YouTube channel called um, Primitive Technology. Mm -hmm. You might have seen a clip of it. It's like this dude out in the, like, I think it's the Australian bush. Like his, he's he's like, he's like this little guy. Like he's a, he's a a tiny guy. You can tell he's kind of like, he's a short little dude, but he's jacked and he's always shirtless in all the videos and he doesn't speak. He just films himself like building primitive structures. Like he takes, he started with like, he took some, he found some clay and he fucking build a kiln and he like fire. He builds fire. He builds arrows. He builds huts, different structures, like all from scratch. Like he goes out into the, the wilderness. He grabs the branches. It's like that dude fucking, he's got it set. Like He's got it made. He built like a, you know, a fishing rig to catch prawns and shrimps and such out of a creek. Mm-hmm. He can, he built himself like all these different pots and, you know, vessels and bowls to carry things. And it's insane how people fucking know this stuff. And that he knows that combining, like he knows how to build, like he made like iron tools or something like that, close to that. It's just fucking baffling because I would he be like so- smelted iron. Oh yeah, wow. Yeah, he, he he like does all this shit just by hand. Like, and it's like that's how tribes of natives did this stuff, and it's fucking baffling. Yeah, a lot of people. I mean, like I'm so unskilled. Well, <laughs> I'm worthless. <laughs> you say that, but then like, okay, like you can use a computer, and Virginia Dare could probably barely write. That's true. So, I mean, you're skilled in a different way. I don't know. what. I don't think so. But, like, let's put that guy to the test. Like, let's drop him just on an island without any context. You I know think what I mean? he'd be fine, honestly. Because, like, I mean, I'm, I'm just like, I'm, okay, I'm a noted skeptic. Maybe he ends up somewhere where the resources are not ideal. 
for some of the stuff he does. I think this dude knows how to build fire. I say that without so not key. watching it. This is so key, how to build fire. You get fire, you get everything. Warmth, light, uh, something to fend off uh, dangerous creatures. A uh, place to see prophetic visions. <laughs> That's right. You talk about like Moses and the burning bush. Yeah, or... Uh, or just like what? Or Melisandra from <laughs> Song of Ice and Fire. I mean... Oh, that's right. You can experience religion. Yeah. <laughs> Fantasy religion. Yeah. <laughs> fire, fire does it all. Yeah. He can turn into a haggard old woman or be a sexy lady. Yeah. With red hair. He can do that. He can do does that. that come up Yo, a lot? It's on the YouTube video. Yeah. <laughs> um, but... Uh, no, I think this dude would be fine. He knows how to build spears. He knows how to build um, a device that lets him throw a spear even faster. You've seen these, right? It's You put the spear in a yeah. little, almost like a slingshot type of yeah. thing. Uh, listeners don't know this, but Andy and I both at the same the time motion at the did, same did time. the motion. <laughs> um, I want to say the name of it, but I, I'm afraid that I'll sound like an idiot because I'll be wrong. Well, you don't have to be afraid of that because you already do. <laughs> I am dumb. <laughs> No, I don't know the name. I of think it. this dude would be fine. I think he knows how to cook and capture food. He knows how to build a structure from scratch, like a like a nice fucking structure. Like he built like an an adobo or adobe house. Adobe house? <laughs> adobe. Yeah, <laughs> he built an adobe audition. It was all PDF. Adobe. <laughs> he built a PDF using nothing nothing but what's lying around in the Australian bush. <laughs> He built a real tangible PDF. <laughs> That's impressive. Well, it's good to know that we would both die. Yep, I would die. I think even having like one other person, though, it just ups your survivability. Oh, yeah. Because I would eat you. Yeah, I mean, I'm right. I'm, I mean. How long until we kill each other? <laughs> if we were on an island together? I think we'd be fine. Yeah, we'd get along pretty well. I mean, stress would be. Stress would be tough, but. You know, I think our resources combined together. I'm very, that's the thing. You know, I'm I'm limber and sprightly, and you're smart. I think I think and the, strategic. That's the thing is you say you know like more people up your 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 survival odds. I think it's more about like it. It's true because you get more skill sets. Yes, like different people know different things, and so the more people you have, the more like ideas you can get. If we found any copper pipes. Solder the shit out of those yeah, pipes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you won't take that fire and <laughs> solder some pipes. No, you could like, like you you could distract a wild boar and then I could kill it. Yeah. Um, I think we'd be okay together. Yeah. Together we're stronger than we are alone. Man, we better hope there's no feral pigs out there though, really, because those things are mean. They're mean. They're mean. All right, Andy. Let's give them, let's give the let's listeners. Give, give everybody what they want. Let's give your final verdict on the Lost Colony of Roanoke. Yeah. Andy, what are you thinking? All right. I'm going gi- to I'm going to give you on my 10-point scale my <laughs> oh, ratings. Oh boy. So, um zombie apocalypse scenario, I'm giving that on a scale of 1 to 10, a rating of least plausible. Wow. Uh alien abduction, I'm giving that uh on a scale of 1 to 10. A rating of of highly not plausible. Wow. Integration with local tribes 
10 point scale. I'm giving that a rating of plausible. Wow. Um, Andy, I, I hope I see that you're sitting down and I hope that the listeners are too, because you're going to want to sit down for this. Everybody. Um, I can see it in his eyes. Something big's about to come out. <laughs> oh boy. That's what I said earlier when I was on the toilet. <laughs> uh, Andy, I'm saying this one is case closed and shut. There's no conspiracy theory. I'm saying I'm unconvinced of all the theories. They integrated with the tribes. Close it. It's done. Wow. I'm not convinced. Wow. I saw nothing that swayed me either way. Wow. And this is the first. This is a first for this podcast. First closed cut. This is a closed book. Don't believe it. From the art Don't want to hear about it. Don't care. Wow. I'll go to Roanoke Island and I'll spit on it. I'll spit on it. I'll spit on that Walter Raleigh Memorial statue. <laughs> I will spit on them because they're jerks. Um, wow. I just, I don't, there's nothing. It's, it's, I think it's pretty fucking clear. They, they died. They integrated. They, I mean, they even left behind a message. They said, Hey, we peaced out. You fucking took too long. Sorry. Like, I get where you're coming from with that. And I, I'm I, no hollaback colony. <laughs> That was also found on a fence post. Oh yeah, Gwen Stefani. Wait, no hollaback colony. <laughs> uh, I get where you're coming from, and I sympathize with your with your views. And maybe it's just the mood I'm in. You know, I if we know. re-examine this at a later we date, re-examine this. You know me. Yeah, I am fickle. And I I change my views sometimes. Sure, sure. I waffle. Sure, but right now, uh, it's it's shut. It's I'm closed. I'm I'm not convinced enough by the evidence found to date to say closed case. But I'll say this evidence of integration is by far the most compelling. Yes. In this case. Well, Andy, it's not often that we are opposed like this and that doesn't, that doesn't fare well for survival odds. No, I'm going to say it's one that we should go build a structure over there. You're like, "Ah, I want to build a hut over here. Let's hope if we get out of the shambling mound again this week that, (laughs) We don't find ourselves stranded and, on a on an island, and we will, folks. I we we'll do we'll dig we'll do some digging, right? Look, Maybe. yeah, we'll see. This I I feel like this is the time we're gonna get to the bottom of this. I mean, here's the thing. Listen, we're gonna get the whole enchilada on this. Well, if we're gonna get the whole enchilada, but it's also a Sunday, the premiere of uh, of Game of Thrones. You know, is uh, at an indiscriminate time. We got to go watch it, you know? Yeah, we have to watch it. So we'll see what happens. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe maybe we won't be as pro- proactive as we think, but I like to think that we can do it all. Well, Andy, is there any, um, any last thoughts here on the Lost Colony of Roanoke that you want to let the listeners know about? I mean, let's stay tuned. Let's see what more evidence gets uncovered. There's ongoing archaeological efforts, and I'm frankly excited to see what they uncover. Well, folks, for the titular bunker and Andy Hart, I'm Arthur Stone saying that was the whole enchilada.
Hey, hey there. there! I'm Hannah. And I'm Audrey. We are a sister filmmaking duo and co-hosts of Sleepover Cinema, our show where we analyze the films that created the collective unconscious of the girls, gays, and theys of the late 90s and early 2000s. Princess Diaries, The Cheetah Girls, Aquamarine, Cinderella, the one starring Brandy. We haven't stopped thinking about these movies since we first saw them, and we want you to rewatch them and review them with us. Are these movies as bad as critics would have us believe? Do we even care if they are? We are always unpacking that very question on Sleepover Cinema. Check out Sleepover Cinema wherever you get your podcasts or at evergreenpodcasts.com. See you soon.